you know, I think the thing that stands out for me is that how much I enjoyed every one of the episodes. Every single episode has taught me so much. It's uh, been a great uh, journey to learn how to be a podcaster. We created, I think, a little community, and I, I feel really proud about where we've got to. Hi, my name's Chris Meredith. And I'm Paul Fairweather. And welcome to an incredibly special edition of The Common Creative, because it's our 50th episode. I'm thinking of it like being our 50th birthday. How are you feeling, Paul? Yeah, look, I'm not a cricket fan, so to speak, but uh, I know the half ton is pretty important. So uh, <laughs> we've been at this now for a while, and we have got the 50, um, and it's 50 quality episodes and so today we thought we might recap um, not all of them because there's 50 of them and they're all there for people to listen to but just some of the things that that stood out and obviously you know I think the thing that stands out for me is that how much I enjoyed every one of the episodes and how how much I learned from every one of our guests whilst Chris you and I are the expert on creativity uh, supposedly uh, from the common creative we uh, learned so many new things. Uh, I've got to agree with that completely, Paul. Every single episode has a taught me so much, and we're going to share some of these learnings if you if you're interested to find out what people said. But what lovely people, what enjoyable experience to have those conversations with those people. Let's get into it, Paul. Maybe we just tell some stories, some of the things that have bubbled to the top of my head or your head over the last fifty episodes. It, and if you're listening to this and you have been our guest and we don't mention you, I apologise. All of them have been brilliant, but we're just going to pick off some that have just bubbled to the top. Do you know, I, one of the ones I'd put top on my list would be our episode with Kate Sefton. She's the marketing director at GSK, a sort of straight-laced pharmaceutical company. And you know what she talked about? Play. She talked about the importance of play in unlocking problem-solving and helping people be creative. And it was the last idea I'd expect her to have talked about, and it was so invigorating to hear her talk about play as something, a tool for creativity. Well, even further than that, Chris, she uh, has a qualification in Lego, and she uses Lego as a tool. Uh, so that was really interesting. I'd never heard of it, so that was fantastic. Um, one that stands out for me, and I know that you know we've used this story many times in our, in our programs, is Rory Jeffs who at the time was CEO of Opera Australia, uh, a high flyer um, in the music world. And his story of flying a helicopter over Alga, uh, over the composer's Alga's house uh, in England, um, while simultaneously listening to the dream of Gerontius. Um, in, his, in his view, the most famous or the best bit of choral music uh, to exist. But the amazing thing was about the whole... His experience was something he was doing was illegal, listening to music while flying a helicopter. <laughs> but his whole left hand, right hand experience, he was totally immersed in music, but also totally in control. So he says of the helicopter. Yeah, because we challenged him. We said, you know, is it dangerous for creatives to fly helicopters? Because you need to be like a machine following the procedure. And he said, no, no, there are different parts of the brain that you can. And his proof was that story about the dream of Gerontius. Um, I'd like to mention Roshni Hegeman, senior strategic planner at uh, an agency in Australia called Hero, part of the McCann Network. And we asked her kind of, 
what, where she gets her inspiration and her ideas from for coming up with strategic plans for brands. And you know what she said? Stand-up comedy. And I thought, wonderful. Firstly, because stand-up comedy, comedy, in my mind, it's about being vulnerable, about raw, about being open, not taking yourself too seriously. But to connect something that you might do in a bar <laughs> on a Saturday night with her day job, I thought that was a really powerful connection, something that it shows that she brings her full self to work and she uses something very, very different to inspire her and get ideas for planning brands. Yes, no, look, I, that, that one really piqued my interest given that I've done stand-up in the past and, Chris, you've done improv. So, yes, that was really interesting. I, just to make a note, Kate, Kate Stephson's episode was episode 44. Rory Jeffs was 23. Uh, Roshni's was uh, 43. And then the one before that was 42, Charlie Marker, our younger, our youngest guest uh, at the tender age of seven. And it's really worth checking out. Um, Charlie gave us three lessons. Uh, the first one was um, when you make a mistake, turn it into something. Now, I'm not going to tell you the other two lessons because you really need to go and listen to episode 42 of Charlie Marker. Interestingly, the Charlie Marker episode featuring our seven-year-old guest has been our all-time top episode. And so it's a, it's a depressing tr truth, isn't it, that as you get clever, you don't get in popularity, you don't get, you don't get cleverer. You need to have the mind of a seven-year-old, certainly to get the most downloads on an episode, but also I think some of the most powerful moments about creativity. So, Charlie, if you're listening to this, thank you for sharing those. Um, what I'd like to mention is Kate Young, um, who's a, a senior executive at ANZ Bank, another person you might not expect to be on a podcast about creativity. And she identified for us that creativity is a critical skill for the future, that without creative skills, we won't be able to innovate, we won't be able to grow and, and build organizations. And so she's training her teams at the bank to be creative, not too creative. We want our bankers to make sure they keep our money safe, obviously, but creative in the way they innovate and they service the needs of their customers. It brought to mind that famous TED talk by Sir Ken Robinson that says it's about do schools kill creativity and how we need to teach creativity so that our kids are equipped for the future. That was yes, I, 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 like, I like that comment about creativity for bankers. And oh, I say we like our accountants to be creative. The ATO, not so much. Um, so uh, Kate Young's episode was episode 41, if you want to check that out. Uh, the next one I'd like to mention is episode 23, uh, Norm McGilvray, uh, from who founded a charity called Bed Down, and he was joined on the show by Natalie Raymond, a, uh, a planner. And, um, and look, it was, a, it was an enormous amount of storytelling in that. But in particular, um, Norm's backstory about where he came up, where why he came up for this idea about bed down, uh, about a story about his father and homelessness is really worth listening to. But the story I want to share is Norm uh, was retrenched from a not-for-profit, wanted to do something for the homeless, couldn't think what it was, went down to get a coffee, pulled up in the car park that was pretty empty and went, oh my God, these car parks are about the size of a double bed. Um, why don't I put inflatable beds in car parks at night time? So incredible story, incredible success, really worth, well worth a listen, episode number 23. And then in episode 34, we went to the UK, not physically, we stayed in our home offices, but uh, we were joined by two people, Chris Barras-Brown and Jim Lusty from an organisation called Upping Your Elvis, a weird name for a company. In fact, it's all about 
Um, Bob Geldof, who used to turn up during the days of fundraising for Live Aid at an organization and say, who's Elvis around here? Who's the shaker and mover? So his business helps people to up their Elvis, to, to kind of become more powerful, more influential in a way that suits their own values and so on. And he told a lovely story uh, about a client who had um, moved up an organization and um, found themselves um, out chatting to consumers out in the field. It's called a field safari for, for marketers. And there was a little puppy and she got to the point where she didn't dare stroke the puppy anymore because she was too important. And she, she, she had a, you know, a task to do to find consumer insights and do strategic marketing and all that kind of thing. And she realized that she'd lost touch with herself. She'd stopped picking up puppies and it was a symbol of her distance, if you like, from being who she was really and how she could tap into what she was keen on and able to give to the world. And so now she picks up puppies again and now she's really upping her Elvis. That was the story from Chris Barris-Brown and Jim Lusty. So, yeah, love talking to uh, Chris and Jim. They were really, really high energy and, um, yeah, love that puppy story. So, I mean, th those are our stories, but... We're in an extraordinary position, Paul, because we've now spoken to around 50 of arguably some of the world's most creative people. And, and so we spent some time, haven't we, sifting through what they said to pick out some really big themes. And we think this is something that we can share with the world, some, some enormous learnings about creativity and work that I think will benefit everybody that's listening, maybe even people that aren't listening. But um, yeah, uh, six big themes. The headlines, one was curiosity, Bravery, the need for bravery when you're creative, the role of doubt in bravery, in creativity, um, the need to wander and meditate, um, the fact that creativity is good for the soul. And, and our sixth one is about the science of creativity. It's not just a dark art. Those were the six big themes. Let's, let's go through them in a bit more detail. Paul, what about curiosity? What's that all about? Yeah, look, uh, certainly, and certainly that science one, uh, uh, last but not least, with, without a doubt. So, yeah, so curiosity to kick off. We had uh, uh, episode number 16, Glenn Boyle come in and talk to us. Glenn is a multi-potentialite, being a person that has a many and varied interests in life and creativity. Uh, he's been a real estate agent, uh, a chef, a restaurateur, uh, many various things. But he told us this story about he was at a, a barbecue for his six-year-old, a, a party for a six-year-old, and he got cornered by a woman who was a a researcher from University of Queensland to tell him about the cloning of coconut palms. Now, you know, most normal people would be going, oh, my God, is that the time? I've got to get out of here. But Glenn is a very curious person. He went, well, that's really interesting. And so not only did he, did he regret that hour that he would never have back again, but he went home and he researched it and he found out what the problem was. And basically there's a shortage of palms uh, coconut palms in the world because they haven't been replanting them and so the UQ have a program to reclone so they can uh, reproduce them much quicker and Glenn took that idea and basically has created a multi-million dollar business around that idea of actually propagating these palms and so that is for me the best definition of curiosity that I've ever heard. Yeah. And so if there's ever a question that you've got unanswered in your brain, it's a great sign that you're a creative. And don't let those questions go away. They're the fuel for creativity, we think. 
Our, our second big learning is about bravery, that, that to be creative is an act of bravery. And so you need a safe environment for creatives to flourish and you need to recognize that um, you are putting yourself out there every time you, you suggest something new or come up with a new idea. And perhaps uh, a story that springs to mind for me was um, Lexi Airy, Chief Executive of Gateway Bank. Uh, she told us an I was going to call it an anecdote, but there was a moment in her career when a bank robber walked into the branch where she was working at the time, pointed a gun at her head. And instead of being fearful, she thought, you can't shoot me because I, I've got so much to do with my life. I, I, I've got, I need to, you know, you don't, I'm not done yet. Now, luckily she didn't get shot. Um, she quit her job as a banker, swearing never to work in banking again, and did a range of different jobs that she found much more fulfilling. But interestingly, she's now back in banking. Um, she's the chief executive of a bank, but she's doing it in her own way. Um, and I think that's the bravery that I want to talk about for her is she is being her. She is building her bank in a way that's true to her own values. Um, and I know she's doing a great job of it. Her organization is thriving. So bravery, um, a key part of creativity. We've got, but we've got other examples of that, Paul. Yeah, so Lexi uh, is episode number eight. And Chris, I think that her bravery extends not just to that you know, story about the, um, the, the holdup, but it's also, you know, she also does stand up and she's very brave in, in, the, in the creative activity she brings into a very corporate environment. Yeah, look, the next one uh, is episode seven, uh, and it was um, my brother, Michael. And so it was really um, Michael joined us after he had been diagnosed with a brain tumour and been given a, um, a period of time left in his life. And he talked to us about creativity in the army because he was a brigadier general in the part-time army. And it was very interesting about, you know, when creativity you know when basically had to follow orders or you know be more creative or take initiatives but i'd just like to pay a tribute to my brother michael uh, it was a great to have him on the show and sadly he passed away on the 2nd of january this year but over that previous year and a half between when we did that episode and he uh he passed he showed enormous amount of bravery in his life yeah. so um i just uh, just a tribute to my brother michael thanks um, for sharing that paul yeah um, the next one is doubt, Chris. Doubt. We, we will hate doubt. You know, not knowing what to do, not knowing if we're doing the right thing. Um, and we try and eliminate it. But I think we've learned from our guests that doubt is an important part of the creative process. If you can learn to embrace it and live with it, it takes you to new and better creative solutions. And maybe the person that brought that to life for me was the artist, Gemma Rastel. She's an award-winning artist, a finalist in the Win Prize with images right now in the Art Gallery of New South Wales. And she talked about the moments when she gets lost and she she lives alone on a boat in a harbour. Um, and uh, when she gets lost, she looks for inspiration elsewhere. She she has mentors that guide her. She listens to podcasts. She told us she even listened to our own podcast. Um, and she looks for inspiration to get her through the doubt. And I, I was very inspired by the way she acknowledges doubt, embraces it and knows how to navigate through it. Yep. And that was episode 48. Uh, and then going back to right to the middle of our seasons, uh, episode number 26, Cameron Schwab. Uh, Cameron's very interesting fellow and an interesting career journey. He, he was the youngest CEO of a, a football club, uh, an AFL football club in Australia, and I think around age of 25 or 26. 
Um, but then he was very uh, later in his career was ceremoniously um, sacked uh, <laughs> or made redundant, so we say to be a bit more polite. And football was his life, and it was really quite amazing because he had been creative along the way. And as a mature student, he went to uh, art college, and and he basically reinvented himself. And so I think that he he had you know large periods of doubt. He does share quite openly his. Um, experiences with depression which i think can often be linked to doubt and so it really is a very uh, poignant and powerful episode number 26 and and then um a, a good friend of mine joined us on the show episode number 34 33 i mean uh, stephen basil jones who's chief executive of sony entertainment he's basically a, mo- a movie mogul he's one of those people that knows the famous film stars he can choose which which um, movies go on, where, and so on. Um, and we asked him about how he leads, how he, what, what's his philosophy for promoting creativity in a big um, corporation like Sony Entertainment. And his answer was, I know nothing. That, that his guiding principle is to start with the idea, I know nothing. And that gives you the opportunity to learn new things and listen to the people around you. And so it's, it's not a trivial point. Uh, it's not like kind of a joke thing. It's a really helpful mindset to embrace doubt, to embrace the absence of information as a way of learning and developing even better creativity. So that was, the, uh, I think, a really good story about doubt. Yeah, and actually well, leading on from that doubt and, and uh, Stephen Bell's Jones thing about I Know Nothing, which is really about the beginner mind, we move to uh, meditation and, uh, and and wandering. And again, this is a really interesting thing because, you know, a lot of creativity is about mindfulness, about having having time. Uh, I've, I know I've written recently about, you know, the time it takes uh, for the creative act, so you need time. Um, and so we have sort of two, two things here. The first one was really about not a formal meditation, uh, but really more about sort of, you know, mind wandering or, or daydreaming in a way. And the first one was uh, Troy Smythe. He's a he's a young uh, uh, architect, mid career architect who used to work for me, and he told a fantastic story about uh, brush turkey. And he was out sitting on uh, took a walk from the office, sitting on a fence or a low wall, uh, having a cigarette. He he's he's embarrassed to say, but he was watching a brush turkey uh, rake up. The leaves now the you know brush turkeys as we know rake up the leaves and destroy gardens to build their nest but and a lot of people see them as a pest but as he looked across the street there was a fellow um with a a, a windblower a um what do they call them chris one of those a, noisy uh, yeah leaf blowers yeah, the, the leaf blower, that leaf blower. Yeah, yeah doing the same job effectively uh and really irritating people and so, and it just gave him this sort of sense about, you know, what we see out there. And it was a really fantastic story. So that's episode 41 and really well worth a listen. We, we, we move on now to one that Chris is going to say, which is actually not a, um, uh, an episode that you can listen to yet, but it'll be episode 51. So, and it's a, a world-famous neuroscientist uh, yes so we have we haven't launched this episode yet uh, so paul and i know what's in it but our listeners don't yet but so it's a bit of a teaser and it's with uh a professor um moshe bar um based in israel and he's a neuroscientist and has just completed some really interesting research which he's published in a book called mind wandering 
And it started with a, a piece of coincidence. He was running some experiments on uh, the way the human brain responds to certain stimulus. And between the experiments, uh, he noticed that the mind doesn't switch off. When he told the subjects to just relax and do nothing, the brain didn't relax and do nothing. And he noticed that the brain is hard at work, even when the human being thinks it's not. Um, and he's discovered that this process of mind wandering is vital for fueling creativity. It's when the brain makes new connections, explores new ideas, and uh, solves new problems. So it's, it's another example, but this time a scientifically proven example of how creativity works. You need to meditate, you need to relax, you need to wander to enable new solutions to be found. That's Moshe yeah. Bar, episode 51, coming soon. Yes, and look, a uh, fascinating book, um, Mind Wandering. Um, and well worth a read, and, and and what a fun episode, Chris! What a what a great yeah. what a great we had fun uh, doing that, didn't we? <laughs> what a great mind! What a great mind! So we're going from the mind to the soul, and our next sort of theme was uh, the soul and how important creativity is for the soul, which is Chris something that you and I uh, know of, um, you know, very very aware of, and part of our lives uh, yeah. for most of the time. But it is sometimes hard, you know, even though we both have you know creative careers. We still got to do the uh, pragmatic and mundane things, and sometimes it's hard to have that time. So that's why uh, the next episode, uh, episode number thirteen, Kate, Kate Blackham is is really poignant and really um, appropriate. Now, Kate runs a agency, a creative agency out of Melbourne called Versa, and she instigated a a Wednesday close the office day, and this was. I think she started this pre-COVID. It all obviously changed over COVID. But the idea was for her was that uh, people uh, didn't have to come. To, well, in fact, they couldn't come to the office on Wednesday. So they closed the office. They still did their 40-hour week. So they did a, basically a four-day week, uh, so an extra hour and a half a day or extra two hours a day. But they basically could do anything they wanted to on the day off. They encouraged them not to go out on Tuesday night and get smashed <laughs> and make, make Wednesday a hangover day. But really to do things and to, to really um, pursue creative ideas and interests. And I thought that was absolutely a, a fantastic insight and a great episode, which was episode 13. Yeah, they, they picked Wednesday so that, uh, as opposed to a Monday or a Friday, so that it's not an extended weekend. It's a day you do yeah. projects, personal projects, which are good for your soul. So I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was very inspiring. I, the last person I wanted to, to mention under this banner of good for the soul Bronwyn Powell, whose own business is called Curiosity Marketing, and she has this incredible track record as a marketing director across big companies like Mars and uh, KFC and George Western Foods. And she talked about being childlike in your marketing, being a bit vulnerable, being a bit open, I suppose a bit playful. Um, and again, I think the, the, the thinking there was that is good for people individually. They, they feel good about themselves and in doing so, do great work for their organizations if they work for a big company. So Bronwyn Powell, I think, is another person who would agree that creativity is good for the soul. And, and if you're a commercial person, having people who are being fulfilled personally, I think are going to do great work and help their organizations as well. Yep, a great episode, number 47. And so lastly, uh, to the science of creativity, and we've been very lucky to have uh, a, a couple of neuroscientists on our show and some coming up, as well as someone who is in, uh, into neuroleadership. 
So the first one is Selena Bartlett, episode number 39. Selena is a world-renowned neuroscientist who specializes in addiction. Um, but she had some really interesting insights into creativity. And one of the ones that she shared with, with us is, uh, again, something that's been proven by science and by experiments is really the theory or the, what is happening in the mind when we brainstorm. And this has been a great insight for us. Chris and I quote Selena on all the workshops we do, our ideas yeah. and stories that matter workshops, because she showed us or told us that what happens is when you're with a group of people and you're ideating, i.e. coming up with ideas, um, the different people in the room, their brains will fire in different places to each other. And so what you're getting is you're getting a network of, of brains firing differently in different areas. And it's a really incredible insight. Um, yeah, look, Selena was really, I was, um, I was nervous uh, interviewing <laughs> Selena, such, such a, a well-known, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, so, uh, but really well worth a listen, uh, episode 39. Yes, and an, another person who gave us important scientific data about creativity was uh, Michelle Locke in episode 38. Um, I think we've always suspected there's some powerful science behind this, what's seen as a dark art of creativity, but we're uncovering that, that we're learning that there's there's a lot more science than you might expect, and there's some rules that people can leverage uh, to help them become more creative. And Michelle Locke um, shared four criteria that the brain needs to make a breakthrough to get to that moment where it goes, aha, I know, I get it. You know, everyone's been there, perhaps when they're having a shower, you go, I've worked out the solution to that problem. So the four criteria she shared were, one, the brain needs to be relaxed. Um, you kind of know that instinctively. The second, it needs to be inwardly focused, not too worried too much about what's going on in the world outside, just thinking about its own thoughts. Um, the third thing is it needs to be positive. It needs to be, you basically need to be in a good mood. If you're feeling angry or stressed or something, you're not going to be too creative. And the fourth one, which was the most exciting for me or the most surprising for me was that she said that um, you, you need to be um, not thinking about the task at hand. Um, and so if you've got a big challenge on, at work or something, um, if you've tried to crack a big problem, her advice would be take a walk around the block. Um, think about it tonight when you're, when you're having a shower or after sport. That's when the brain will have its aha moment, a little formula, if you like, for boosting your own creativity. So that was uh, another example of the science of creativity. Um, and that, so those are our big six learnings. Uh, curiosity. Well, Go on. Paul. So we, we have one more, Chris, just uh, as a, a future. And I don't want to um, uh, put the card. Oh, yes, I know where this, you're going but, with um, this. Yeah. Uh, but we, we has agreed and we've got it uh, in, plugged into the system, which we'll be recording it at midnight. Uh, on the last day of this month is uh, uh, our pinup boy of the science of storytelling, Yuri Hasson. Uh, Yuri is someone that Chris introduced me to in terms of, of his work. And Yuri has fa a fantastic um, uh, evidence about the power of story in the brain. And so I'm not going to uh, spoil it because uh, it'll be coming up probably in about uh, a month's time. So watch out for that, probably around episode 30, 53 or 54. Um, That's right. yeah. so, so, yes, just before we just wrap up, Chris, I just thought maybe we could just quickly... Uh, run through, you know, some of the names uh, that we haven't talked about because they're all fantastic. Good point. Um, our, our early episodes was just uh, Chris and I rattling on, uh, which we had a lot of fun, but in the end <laughs> we sort of uh, thought we maybe found out of, uh, um, uh, ran out of things to say. 
but then, you know, the other guest we had was uh, Gary Flynn, who was a chef who told us a story about fermenting um, elderberry wine. Um, right. And uh, and then there was Danny Venn, a celebrity chef. She, she was a finalist in MasterChef. And, and she talked to us about creativity, about color, about texture, about the joy of food and, and the sensual pleasure it brings. Yep. Camille Woods, who is a instructor, uh, teaches accounting as well as yoga. Um, my mum, Enid Fairweather. Um, Offer Tom. Yes, oh, Offer Yom Tov um, is a head of design at ANZ Bank, another ANZ Bank guest, and how he brings creativity out of his team of 100 plus designers, helping us get access to financial services more easily. Uh, we then also had Greg Ralph, another person from the design team at the ANZ. Uh, he's a podcaster as well as a designer. So very interesting, fascinated by movies and the creativity of how movies come to life. Uh, Mark McGuinness, another podcaster, uh, a hero of mine, who has a podcast called The 21st Century Creative uh, and also a poet. And he was, uh, he was, a, he was a fantastic guest. Um. Paul Harris is a good mate of yours, Paul, uh, but he's a photographer and uh, he talked to us about how he can be creative in the most unlikely places. Sometimes he's working underground with no light at all and he can get great shots at that moment. Sometimes it's a, it's a brief to work in 10 minutes with a celebrity. So um, a photographer's angle on creativity. Yep. Uh, then episode 25 was Shane Hatton, another creative thought leader, and he actually is really worth listening to. He, he taught us some things as well. Uh, Dr. Amy Clymer in the USA is a professional creative. She brings creativity to the world of business in America. Um, and she talked about her Clymer cards, which are a uh, stimulus for generating new ideas, a, a tool, physical tool, a pack of cards that you can use to help solve problems in a creative way. Yep. Uh, Stephen Hart, uh, an artist, friend of mine, a sculptor. Uh, in fact, he got two episodes. Uh, the chat went on for so long because it was so interesting. And they all are, in fact, but uh, we did actually keep recording for his so episode 28 and 29 uh, called Fitting the Creative Mould. Yeah, and episode 32 with, uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but I think it's Remo Gifre. Um, he, he's Mr. Ted here in Australia. Paul, of course, you, you've been the holder of the TEDx license in Brisbane, but he, he's certainly the force behind Ted in Sydney. Um, and... Uh, we call him a general creative because I think everything he does, he has a, um, a business, where, uh, a retail business selling really interesting, quirky products. He pulls together the TED um, conferences each year. So he's all about sharing and celebrating creativity. Yep. Episode 30, Jonathan Brunello, standing up for creativity. Jonathan is a banker, uh, spent his whole life and career in a banker and basically uh, threw it in to uh, deal with the problem that he saw is that kids don't stand up at school. And so he has yeah. uh, designed and invented a stand-up desk and he's getting into schools around Australia. Let's hope they all become stand-up comedians as well. Um, uh, Marnie, Marnie Flanagan, a good friend of mine, has a day job working in innovation in one of the big food companies, but she has a side hustle, which is a really unusual food business. She um, uh, exports crocodile meat. She has a, um, a business called Naturally Wild. And so the idea of having a, a, 
a side hustle that keeps your creativity going and brings learnings into the into big business was very interesting to us. So that was a fascinating episode. Episode 35 with Simon Clary, uh, Creativity Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Uh, Simon is a barrister and also a successful novelist, having completed three novels. Uh, he's a hero of mine, uh, as you know, my, my dream is to be a published writer, uh, and uh, he is certainly a, uh, a shining light and a very, very interesting episode. Um, and Sophie Savile, a, a film producer, a very young emerging uh, film producer, just had her first full-length feature film showcased in the Sydney Film Festival. If you, it's the festival's still running. If you get a chance to go and see her film Evicted, you should do it. Uh, it just shows what you can achieve with uh, relatively little experience and a very small budget. A wonderfully funny and poignant movie about. Um, home ownership or not home ownership in the 21st century. Um, Chris, uh, next one is episode 40, Dr. Ralph Curl, reflecting on creativity. Um, Ralph is another hero of mine and he's a leader, uh, a world leader in the, in the field of creative, leader, uh, creative thinking. Uh, he was in, named as one of IBM's 100 global creative leaders in 2011. And as it turned out, uh, Chris, uh, he has become a photographer almost by serendipity, I think it is, uh, and does these amazing photographs of reflections of boats in water. Um, so a really, really interesting episode, uh, episode 40. Um, and so uh, I think the last one that we haven't mentioned elsewhere is uh, Tony Eads. Uh, and um, uh, Tony is a CEO of a company called Salted Stone, which basically helps businesses uh, communicate and promote themselves but he's also a speaker and was the national president last year of the Professional Speaker Australia uh, Association. And we have one more that uh, uh, hasn't been published as we record this, but it's Tamara Rule, who is from Allen's Lawyers in Sydney. And it was a very interesting story about, uh, about their 200th anniversary, actually, and other stuff about creativity in lawyers. Yes, if you think being a lawyer is a black and white, hard and fast thing, she showed us that creativity has just as much of a role to play in that profession as it does throughout business. So Tamara Rule, um, another superb episode with big insights about creativity in the professions. Um, yep. What a so, rattle through. It was, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, look, there's a lot. To, if, you have, and if you reach to the end of it, um, I do encourage you to go back and listen to some of those episodes if you haven't uh, already. I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Chris. It's uh, been a great uh, journey to learn how to be a podcaster with you, Chris. So uh, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> thank you to you, Paul. Um, I thought for a moment you were saying you learned how to be a podcaster from me. I think we've been learning together with, on this journey. With, with you, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we'd like to thank uh, all our guests, uh, which is over 50 of them because some of them were doubles. Uh, of, and uh, and also uh, all the listeners for uh, for tuning in, and uh, we'd like to thank our our future sponsors. <laughs> yes, we, we're lining up sponsorship deals with Porsche, Qantas Airways, and a couple of big. No, we we our future sponsors that we ha we haven't yet got lined up. We thank them very much indeed, um, and also our producer who's listening in now, Roland Ui, who's helping make sure all of our waffling gets edited to a really nice crisp show for our listeners. Yeah, so our our our, uh, our go-to guy Roland, but also I'd like to acknowledge 
um, our, our past helpers, um, Charlotte, Charlotte Godwin, who's helped us do some promotion, uh, Michaela Rock, who was our social media star for a long time, and then also our editor for, for most of the episodes being... Zane Weber, Zane, who is a phenomenal editor, till we, till we moved on to new things. Uh, yeah, thank you. There's been a big crew of people helping us, and it's been, it's yeah. been a little, we've created, I think, a little community, and I, I feel really proud about where we've got to. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to do a special call out to our future sponsor, Posca Pens, for when they check out Charlie Marker's uh, episode <laughs> to see uh, episode number 42. <laughs> which is the answer to the meaning of life as per um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But anyway, look, thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, and it's it's important we hear from you, our listeners. you got any feedback, um, please let us know what you think. Have we missed some important theme about creativity? If you'd like to be a guest, drop us a note and let us know why you'd like to be a guest. Um, and, you know, hit the link, subscribe, so you make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. Here's to number 50 through to 100.